Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. Check, mic check, mic check. What is going on, party people? Brand new weekend episode for you guys. Today we are talking about... Um, the one-man band scenario, or perhaps the downfall of the one-man band scenario. Uh, I started one-man band. Uh, every now and then, I still do one-man band. It just depends on um, on the project. You know, sometimes it's a worthwhile project where um, I'm okay bringing on just one person, and we can kind of handle everything. Um, and um, and but when I first started off, everything was one-man band, and I feel a lot of you out there. Um, are still in that realm of one-man band operation, uh, solo operator, like you're kind of doing, uh, well, you're literally doing everything from camera to lighting to um, audio to DIT to uh, post-production, like you're doing everything, right? Uh, now, that being said, is there a um, is there a downward spiral continuing if you, uh, you want to keep doing one-man band type operations? I feel for me, it just got very tiring and I didn't feel I was growing in a sense that my lighting was kind of all the same or it was all just running guns. So I couldn't really, you know, push myself when it came to lighting. Uh, when it came to post-production, I got a little better at just because you're doing, you know, so much work that you end up getting better because you're doing so much work, right? Experience, um, sort of like if you have ever trained heavy weights, the uh, the notion is uh, time under tension, right? The more time under tension you have, the more your muscle will grow and all that kind of stuff. So same thing when it comes to post-production, when it comes to camera operation, right? The more you do it, the better you get at it. So I got better at post-production. I got better at um, audio post-production, fixing things, EQing things, noise reduction, and which is extremely valuable. So, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot from my one-man band time, and um, but I felt that over time it wasn't anything sustainable for me. And perhaps you are in the same place where you feel like this isn't sustainable for you. You've been doing one-man band shoots, corporate shoots, you know, whatever it is for four, five, six, seven years, and it's time to move away from the one-man band operation. So the question is, how do you actually get away from doing one-man band? Uh, projects to doing crew projects, whether it's a two or three man crew, right? Better than doing everything yourself. Well, for starters, figure out exactly, you know, the people that you need to get away from doing one man band operations. Do you have a, a camera assistant that's also pretty good when it comes to lighting and grip where you can direct them or they maybe have a similar sense of uh, lighting setups as you do? Are you able to bring that person on who is also willing to grow with you and who needs needs the experience, who also uh, needs the money, right? And and not to say that money is is the end or is the end all be all, but they want to be able to work with you because they they know they're going to get paid and also they can grow themselves in whatever kind of aspect that they want. So is there someone like that in your life? Maybe one or two people. Is there an editor that you know that you can count on that uh, when a project comes up you can say, hey. Uh, hey, Sally, I have this uh, this corporate testimonial coming up. I would love for you to edit it. Um, what is your price range? This is the budget we have. Is there something that we can work out with? And maybe you do one shoot and then another shoot and then another shoot. And you build this this rapport. You build this reputation with, with Sally. And, and soon enough, Sally becomes a person where you can count on 
to do post-production, right? And so what I'm trying to say is, is you need more people. You need, um, you need a team to support you. Without a team, then guess what? You're stuck doing one-man band type shoots. And, and so this is you know, easier said than done, right? Easier said, um, it's easy to, to, to figure out, oh, you know, I know so-and-so can, can help me out on set as a camera assistant and also, uh, and also as a grip. And you know, perhaps you do two or three or four jobs, but then they don't work out for whatever reason. Same thing with an editor, right? They don't work out. And, and so again, easier said than done, right? You need to kind of interview people. You need to work with people to see exactly if they fit. And if they don't fit, that's okay too, because again, it's it's a learning process. You're learning who works well with you and who doesn't work well with you. Um, so that is that is my number one tip when it comes to getting away from um, the one man band shoots is is eventually you know you're gonna get to the point where where you're gonna get tired, you're gonna get burnt out, you're gonna get frustrated. You may need to take a slight cut in pay in the beginning on your day rate, so that way you can bring on uh, a camera assistant and a an a audio engineer or a uh, not an audio engineer you can bring on a camera assistant and say a gaffer and grip right that kind of does everything and you could also hire someone to do post-production and and eventually that that trend continues on and continues on right so it's not going to happen overnight it's going to happen over time like i like I, I preach right everything happens over time but it's better to start now than to start later because if you're already, you know, seven, eight years down the road and you wait another two, three years, right? Not to say it won't happen, but the chances of it not happening are higher the longer you wait uh, because we we are creatures of of habit. We are creatures of comfort in, in, in certain aspects, you know? If, if you aren't a creature of habit, you probably aren't listening to this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, so just saying, you know, if, if, if most of us are, are creatures of habit, right, we, we get comfortable in our comfort zone, in our safety zone. So in order for you to get out of your safety zone, you need to, you know, sort of like shock the system in a way where now you are forced to, um, to find a way to solve the problem. Um, and that's kind of very similar to when I left my job, it wasn't necessarily I had a roadmap. It was I was just sick and tired of my job. I did it for so long. I needed to get out. It was like my soul was just screaming like, get out, get out, get out. And, you know, it's I'm one of those people who is, you know, jump first and figure out how to land on the way down. So sort of, sort of person again, like one percent of the world is like that. So if you are not like that, that's OK. Um, but eventually when it gets to the point where again, it's sort of like sink or swim where you kind of, you backed yourself up into a corner and you're like, I got to get out of the one man band operation. I got to get, I got to get out of these solo shoots. Um, how do I do it? What's the process? What's what, you know, how do I even, where do I start? Right. And so one way to start again is to find the crew, find the team production and post-production that can support you. Um, and so, you know, Instagram is a great way. Um, you can go on Craigslist is a great way to start. You can go, um, you can look up the, what is it, Video Village on Facebook, the Facebook group. They, they post like every day. I see people looking for looking for a camera operator, looking for a gaffer, looking for um, references, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, Discord groups, uh, such as the Wandering DP, his Patreon group and the Discord chat. People are always posting stuff like every day. So that's another, another avenue you can go at. And, and again, kind of just reach out and find a network of people that can support you, right? So that's the first, uh, my first tip. 
Now, tip number two can be um, budget-wise, right? Because if you are are if you're still getting hired by clients, or say you get new clients that you you know want to move away from one minute band operation, the budget really di- dictates that, right? Because again, let's just say the budget for this upcoming shoot is like two thousand dollars total, right? Total, not a lot of money. So that means that between if you're trying to split this up between you, a camera assistant, and an editor, that's not a lot of money, right? I mean, you can't you know, if you if you try to split that. Uh, if you try to split that three ways, that's um, maybe six hundred each person, six twenty each person, right? So that's not a lot, right? And then does everyone get the same amount, right? Do you get the same amount as your assistant grip gaffer, and that person and that assistant grip gaffer gets the same amount of money as a post production person, as editor? I don't know, right? Uh, that that might not be the best thing. So how do you? Um, how do you how do you structure it in a way where everyone can get paid their appropriate um, their appropriate rate, right? Because you want to get you want to have people happy. You want to make sure that they get paid. You want to make sure that you get paid, and everyone's happy. That's how I look at things, right? So the budget needs to increase, right? And if you look at the previous podcast episodes of you know what to charge clients, how to speak to clients. Um, you need to get to a point where where my day rate, your day rate, is X amount, right? And you can't go, um, you don't want to go too low below that, even like maybe a hundred, two dollars at most, right? Two dollars at most. Um, and and so start with that, right? So figure out that number, and then once you figure out that number, okay, then I want to pay my uh, gaffer grip for this type of shoot, right? Not, not necessarily across the board, but like this type of shoot. Let's just say five hundred dollars, right? Maybe six hundred dollars. Okay, so we'll just go six hundred dollars. And then for the editor, let's just say for the editor, we want to pay. I want to be able to at least pay the editor uh, eight hundred dollars because they're going to be doing, you know, a lot of fucking work in post production. Depending on the client, right? If the client's very needy, then there's going to be like you know revision. You know, revision three, revision four, and you know, actually, perhaps a future, a near future episode, I'll talk about contracts and project agreements and what to put in there. Because if you don't put in how many revisions are going to be in the uh, the project in the scope of work, then that's going to come and bite you in the ass later on. Because then the client will say, "Oh, well, you know, nothing was stated as far as how many revisions, so we're just going to keep revising this." And then next thing you know, you're at revision ten. You're like, "What the fuck? This thing looks the same." fucking thing is revision one. So, you know, the post-production person, editor will probably do a lot of, a lot of legwork, um, in the back end, right? So maybe you want to pay them $800, right? Uh, and then, and then you, and then for you, you know, whatever, oh, actually that's not even all left, right? Because if, if I think about it, that's, uh, eight, 1400, that leaves you with $600 left. And then for you, you know, your day rate is, uh, let's just say a thousand dollars, right? That was my dog, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> it's the morning time. So maybe your day rate is $1,000, right? And so $1,000, $1,800, $2,400 total, right? That's just covering production and post-production, right? That's not even including like uh, the 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 gear you bring along. That's not even including rental rates for your gear. Uh, maybe starting off, it, it, it's okay to kind of put everything in your rental package. Uh, I'm sorry, in your day rate. So whatever gear you bring, lighting, audio, all that stuff is included with your day rate. In the beginning, right, start off with that. That's okay. Just kind of build up um, 
builds up the 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 scenario where you're not doing one man band operations, right? And then as time progresses on, you will be on um, bigger shoots, bigger budget shoots where you can start tacking on rental rates, right? Because that's that's the norm. That really is the norm, right? It's not normal for you to bring like you know twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment and get paid a thousand dollars, right? That is not normal. Uh, for some of you, it might be, but uh, I'll tell you what, like, like in reality, that is that is not normal. OK, so start putting on rental, um, start talking to your clients about the about the rental rates for your for your equipment. And if they say, no, 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 no. Or if they say, ah, oh, it's a little bit too much, then immediately, you know, that this person is not a long term client. This is someone that's going to uh, be a cheapskate throughout your entire working relationship. Right. So, again, Maybe that works for you. Maybe it doesn't work for you, but just food for thought. All right. So $24, that is the minimum budget you need. And say if their budget is only $2,000, then you need to work with them as far as getting that extra $400. Um, work with them in the sense that this video or this these, these series of videos are going to help them with lead generation, right? Again, speak to them in the business aspect, not in the you know, it's gonna look so cool or all that kind of stuff. Like, like they're they're not gonna give a shit. At the end of the day, they want to make a sale. They want to build their brand. They they want to do all that kind of stuff, right? They want to they want to build their 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 um, brand equity, so to speak. And so speak to them in business terms and say, hey, for an extra four hundred dollars, you know, we can get uh, a full time editor. We can get a uh, an assistant that will help me with camera that will help me with camera lighting and grip and audio throughout the entire day for this 10 hour day, right? Which means that'll free us up for uh, more elaborate shots. We can get more variety of shots, right? Whereas it was just me, I can only really be on one type of setup. Uh, but now I have an assistant, we can get some uh, some gimbal shots, we can get some slider shots, we can get some drone shots, um, we can we can try some some improv throughout the day with lighting um, and we can get, you know, more variety of shots, which means there's more, there's more, um, there's, there's more things to use in the edit. And because of that, that means now we have more opportunity to create a higher production value for you. And with that higher production value, that means that now we can have a good mixture of volume and quality, right? Quantity and quality and not just one. And so, you know, hopefully that makes sense to, um, to your client, it should for a lot of people. It's 2021. A lot of people still think in, in old ways, and and that's unfortunate, you know. But um, you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some, right? So that's how I would uh, negotiate the communication line: is business first, right? How is this gonna help their business? And and you know, hopefully, if they're a agreeable client, if they're a reasonable client, they're gonna say, okay, next year four hundred dollars. That's gonna net me, you know. Um, say like 10 more clients per week and each client for me is a potential um you know like five hundred dollars or something like that right so like they're actually gaining money they're actually going to be able to earn money by spending just a little bit more right and and so this is like the thought process right is is everything i get one step at a time a little bit at a time and then eventually uh you'll get to the point where you'll 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 start to build your own network. You'll start to be hired for, um, for more for more projects. And again, the budgets will increase, the clients will increase, the scope of work will increase, and eventually, you know, you'll probably only be doing hopefully uh, one man band shoots just again every now and then, right? Which which is okay, right? At least for me, not a big deal, not a big deal. 
so I hope this episode helps you guys out in some way, shape, or form. Don't um, don't don't be too stressed if 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 you've been stuck in the one man band scenario. Again, it it just takes time, man. It, it's it's a lot of work in the beginning to kind of just do it all by yourself, right? But if you do it all by yourself, make sure that you're taking something away from it, right? Make sure you're taking away from something in regards to like the post-production aspect or maybe, you know, uh, it makes you more efficient on set because now you know what angles you can use, uh, what framing you can use, what composition you can use if you don't have lights, if you just have to use all natural, uh, all available light, right? And then, you know, because now you have, say if you do have lights, then you can say, oh, you know, before I was only stuck here, but now we have lighting, now I can do this, right? So you're, you should be learning something from your one-man band time, from your solo operation time, to help you in the future um and and that's you know that's i guess that's the name of the game is is you know you learn um learn from everything learn from everyone so that way it makes you stronger in the end um so yeah hope this episode helps you guys out uh trying to get some more people on the the podcast as far as interviews go so apologize for for that it's just been a lot of me jibber jabbering for for a while um but yeah looking to get some some people Trying to reach out to them, trying to trying to get back to them, and trying to hear back from them. So uh, I will keep you posted. Uh, and that is it for for this episode. Um, yeah, anything anything new? Nothing new. Just still working. Uh, fortunately, still working. <laughs> and uh, I might again might go back to YouTube. Just kind of depends if, if if it really makes sense for me or not. Um, and and yeah, uh, we're finishing up some some work for June. And we'll be talking about the FX9 in, in the upcoming episode. We'll be talking about success for branded documentary work. Um, as some of you who follow me on Instagram know, I've been working with Hypebeast um, so far this year on a couple of shoots. So we'll be talking about um, how to set yourself up for success when it comes to working in the branded documentary realm. Maybe some of you out there want to go that route, right? And, and it's, a, it's a fun and rewarding route if you like documentary as a genre. All right, that is it for me. I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye-bye.